Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Monday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorens in an early break. Fun show so far. You get the podcast at theticketfm.com. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Check out their current job openings at gainatrucking.com. You can watch the show, as always, on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And call or text us at 402-464-5685. Told you my story to start the show off of my trip to Lawrence, Kansas. And almost, what, almost you, witnessing the greatest upset in college football history. Can you reenact what you were yelling at Oklahoma people? Do it now. I'm going to go off mic so I don't blow people's ears out. This is the worst fourth-ranked team in college football history. And how many times did you yell at that? At least ten. <laughs> That's so funny. You're such a... At least you're ten You're such times. a bad idiot I, fan. I, I just... I, I kind of <laughs> lose my mind at these games. Like, I know. It's funny. I get a kick out of it. I just wonder if I didn't know you what I would... <laughs> I know you, so I think it's funny. If I didn't know you, I just might think, what a jackass. I mean, what I, well, I, just, I just really feel? wonder. So you remember seeing me... You cup your hand. I did. I cup my And head. say it like that. I did. <laughs> I, I wonder what I would have been like if I was not in the press box at that Colorado game oh, that you God. saw me at two years ago. Bad enough in the press box. <laughs> I was quiet. I was you acting. Why? I was acting accordingly. You were very I just, uh, happy that day. I wasn't in the same mindset you probably should be in the press box. <laughs> you probably had my shades on inside. <laughs> yeah. No, you were you comported yourself. I did. Oh, I, oh, I was fine. Yeah, you were fine. I want to make that clear. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You had your doubts, though. <laughs> Going you, were, in. <coughs> you weren't exactly there in a working capacity. <laughs> you weren't exactly there. <laughs> yeah, you weren't exactly there. Period. But you certainly weren't there. You didn't have a notebook. You weren't. No, I had my. I had. I had my notes. My oh, yeah, phone was yeah. my notepad. I'm a millennial. You know. Yeah, you are. We that. take notes in our phones now. Yeah, yeah you are definitely that. Um, what. Uh, do we have Chris on the line? We do. Let's do that. Let's do that because I want to hear his thoughts from the weekend okay. before we get to the stats. All right. Yeah, we got. Well, we'll get to some stats from Parker Gabriel. Had a great look at the stats of things really that are did. good and things that are good and things that are bad for Nebraska. What needs to happen to get Nebraska to three wins the rest of the way? There in was. The bowl I, game. Yeah, I thought there was an incredibly telling stat that we'll get to. Stats that we'll get to. Go, uh, Chris. You're on early break. Go ahead, man. Hey, good morning, Steve Jake. Thank you for your patience, Chris. I mean it. No, no problem. No problem. And, and uh, Jake, hey, one of the younger guys that work here, actually from Beatrice, said, uh, want me to relay this to you. If, if your first stop is the beer tent, you've got a problem. No way! Come on. Well, Chris, there, there's no there's no beer tents at Nebraska's game. I was excited to see that in, a, in an actual college football game. I, I know it. I I saw that out at Ohio State in Columbus, and yeah. and I think there's a lot of schools that are doing that now. And 
I think eventually it will probably get here, but uh, it may be a couple of years down the road. But, hey, uh, Steve, Jake, you know, you were talking about your last segment, the Big Ten stuff. And actually, Jake, uh, yeah, it sounds like you saw a great game. And, and, and you know I what? Did. I did that once going down to Kansas State. Steve, you might recall this a little bit. And I went – Nebraska was playing at Oklahoma State – in 1987, okay. but Oklahoma was at Kansas State that weekend, so I bribed my wife into letting me drive by myself from Nebraska City down to Manhattan, which is only a couple hours, to watch Oklahoma and Kansas State. Now, Oklahoma was ranked, I think, one. Nebraska was at Oklahoma State, like I said, they were ranked about two or three. Okay. You know, they were, they had that collision at the end of the year, yeah, you know, up here in Lincoln. Yeah. But, uh, but Jake, my experience at that time at Kansas state pre Bill Snyder years was about the same. I get there about an hour and a half before the game and the gates open and there's nobody there. Oh my God. There's no one there. Oh my God. So I walk right in this gate and I'm looking around expecting somebody to nab me or, or yeah. ask for my ticket or money. Yeah. And I didn't have – I didn't have – well, I had money. I didn't have a ticket because I figured I could pay at the gate, you know, because they're not, not a sellout at that time. Well, I walked in. Nobody, nobody accosted me. I, none of the snipers on the roof evidently picked me off. So I went right down to the 50-yard line on the east side <laughs> – and sat right in the middle of the 50-yard line, and that's where I sit the whole game. <laughs> that's the way to beat Chris. That's the way to do it. And, that's and amazing. Oklahoma, Steve, won the game 56-10, to 10, and actually it could have been, if Barry Switzer wanted it to, it could have been 156-10. to 10. That's incredible. God, see, that's – I mean, so you, you totally understand what I was saying to Jake is it's good to see those – kind of situations where you can just it walk is. in there's nobody there it and then is. compare that to the, at a place like nebraska i mean it's it's a world it's a different world you know yes yes but but now but on to the big 10 guys yes this might lead into parker's thing there a little bit jake i watched uh, basically all big 10 saturday a little michigan uh, Northwestern, mm-hmm. Michigan. It took them a while to warm up, but the, they they got it rolling and did what they should do. But then I did watch the uh, Purdue Wisconsin game mm-hmm. and uh, the Ohio State Indiana game. And I I tell you, Jake, remember last Monday when we were talking? We said that we we were trying to figure out Nebraska's way to get to a ball, and uh, it was going to be rough, and it is going to be rough. Yeah, it is. But I, I I I I this weekend. Watching Wisconsin and that defense, especially Steve, that front seven, that front seven, you just cannot. No one's run on them this year, and I don't know who's going to run on them. Uh, they've got a big game this week in Iowa. Oh yeah, and uh, I tell you, I see Wisconsin's favored a little bit from what I saw last night. But I tell you what, that that front seven and that Chanel, I think he ended up with like six tackles for a loss. Yeah, Saturday. yeah, Leo he, Chanel. He, he's unblockable. Leo Steve Chanel. Right now. Yeah, Leo Chanel. Yeah, three and a half sacks, Chris. Three and a half sacks wow. in, in one game. In one game. Yeah, boy, that's that kind of. And those other linebackers. I think the other one is what Sanborn or something. Yeah, Sanborn Jack Sanborn and Noah he's, Burks. He's very good. Yeah, Jack Sanborn and Noah Burks. And what what Matt Millen said on the broadcast, Chris, is that's the best group of linebackers in the nation. 
I, I heard that, and I agree with you. Georgia or Alabama might have something to say about that, but but the way they're playing and leading the nation in rush defense is hard to argue. But st- Jake, back to what we talked last Monday. I still think I, I haven't changed over the weekend. I think our 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 easiest games or our best chances to win are this Saturday with Purdue and Iowa after the the, the day after Thanksgiving. Because I tell you, Ohio State and Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin up in Madison, that's going to be a that's going to be a tough task. Tough task. Sure but anyway, guys, hey, I'm going to I'm going to hang up and let you guys get into this segment. Then. All right. Thanks for the call, Chris. Appreciate that. Can I add one bizarre thing. I saw at yes. Kansas State yes. one time. Yes, two. You'll you'll appreciate this because you understand life and basketball coaches. It was I was in an elevator, and the Kansas State basketball coach was standing there with me. Um, Jim Woolridge. Oh, Woolridge. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he was standing sure. there with me, and I, 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 I went forward. And they asked me for my pass, and okay, you're a writer you're from Lincoln. Go ahead. Then Jim Woolridge stepped forward. and They asked him for his pass, <laughs> sir. What are, What are you doing? <laughs> He's like, I'm the men's basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was. I felt so bad for Jim Woolridge. Come on. Was he like pissed? He's, I mean, that was, was at pissed? his home school. What, what was his no, response? No, he handled it fine, but come on. Happens all the time. Man. <laughs> I just, anyway. I, I, I'm the head coach of the men's basketball <laughs> yeah, it, it, he wasn't. A, it wasn't like he was the Nebraska men's basketball head coach. He was a Kansas State men's basketball coach. Anyway. Um, all right, stats. All right, 464-5685, call or text as always. So Parker Gabriel laid out a, a lot of good information this, over the weekend on uh, some things Nebraska's been good at and some things they're not so good yes. at and, and what needs to happen to get to a bowl game. Yeah, I think, okay, I was, I was surprised, yeah, me, surprised yeah, to see amazing. some of these numbers that Parker laid out that were positive for Nebraska's offense. How about this, Sip? Per, per Parker Gabriel's research, Nebraska – is second in the most offensive yards per game in the Big Ten Conference at 477.5 yards per game. Now think about that in the context of what we're always saying. What are the changes going to be on the offensive staff? Right. Nebraska, second in the Big Ten in total offense. Third in yards per play. Third. Yeah, they have the second most in actual conference play of points per game at 30. Okay. That's pretty – I mean, that's impressive. They're second in the conference in points per game. I know. And, and they have the third best red zone scoring rate at sixty three point two percent, which we, we kind of always say you got to do better in the red zone. And they've done better this year, but still they're they're three and five. So it's really odd, isn't it? Because because we're talking about who's going, who are they going to, rep- what, how's Scott going to handle his offensive staff? But here's the thing: Nebraska's yardage still doesn't turn into points all right. that efficiently, as Parker points out. Correct. I mean, they're and now he has all these stats that just show inefficiency, basically, and some of that is red zone, um, but even that's a little muddle. I don't want to get into it too much because it's kind of confusing. But what what the the red zone stat that made the most sense to me is Nebraska's come up with eleven touchdowns and twenty four trips inside the opponent's thirty five yard line in in, it, in its five losses. Hmm. Um, 11 touchdowns and 24 trips, but come away with zero points eight times. That's the big one to me. They came out, they've, they've gone into the 35 yard line zone. Now that's, that's not exactly the red zone, but scoring, that's a scoring, scoring zone. zone. Yeah. The scoring zone. 
um, they've they've gone in there twenty four trips, twenty four times, and came away with zero points eight times. Zero points. Now that's some of that's on Colp, obviously. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's on your field goal kicker. Right, plenty of those. Right, and that's that that is a problem. I thought the stat that the stat that jumped out at me um, was was the one where sacks. Yeah, Nebraska has given up the most sacks in the conference at 2.63 per game and has has the and ranks 13th in the number of sacks generated, which is like 1.63 per game. Now, okay, now I always think about these things in terms of our off-season conversations. So they've given up more sacks or the more sacks per game than anybody in the conference. I don't know that I saw that coming. That's with a really elusive quarterback, too. I mean, that's not you don't have you don't have Aiden O'Connell sitting back there, all right. You don't have Jack Tuttle sitting back there of Indiana. Of Indiana, you have one of the most elusive Houdinis we've seen, and still, Jake, I I don't know that I would have. I would have anticipated that. Well, think about the conversation we had in the off season, and it was probably wrong as we see now, but. We, we got excited uh, after one start for Turner Corcoran against Rutgers. Yeah. Oh, look how good he was against Rutgers. He's going right. to be awesome. Right. And, All you know, the he, recruiting hype. You know, he got a little banged up, uh, but he played. He still, it still hasn't been great this year. Obviously, now he's back at left tackle. He went to right tackle for a short stint with Prohaska moving at left tackle. Then he got hurt. But you, you should have had some doubts at right tackle as well. We, we have seen Bryce Benhart have issues in these past. You know, last year wasn't great for Nebraska. Right. He, he was... Giving up pressures, I think we just said, well, an off season is going to be enough. He's had a full season; yeah, it's yeah. just natural. He yeah. figures it out. We have this assumption that you're just going to get better because you've been here longer. You know, yeah. it, which which naturally it probably should work that way. Kind of, yeah. But it doesn't always work that way. Where just because you have more repetitions and more game experience and more off season workout, you know, putting putting more weight on, putting strength on, it does not always generate. A better player. No, but and, and it's just the tenor of the conversation. The we heard, we always heard, no excuses again. And and what's the why? Why shouldn't we be a good line? Greg Austin would say that. And I, and then you know, remember all that preseason talk in August about man, the battles up front and and preseason drills are really something to see. You know, and here we are. Nebraska's three and five and one and four in the league, and they 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 lead the Big Ten in sacks allowed. And then on the other side, Jake, number thirteen in sacks generated, number thirteen in the league in sacks generated at one point six three per game. Now, did you expect? I expected better than that. The defense has played well, but now now we have to balance that conversation out a little bit. The last few games, it hasn't been that. I mean, he. Parker has some good stats in here about that. They're not stopping the run the last couple no, of games. Low leaky, got leaky, yeah. <laughs> and 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 they've all, and they're thirteenth in the league in sacks generated. I thought they'd be better that way. Well, and even saw like the first game of the season. Remember, you felt Darius Payne had two sacks early on. And thinking, all right, we got we got a pass rush. We got some yep. dudes here. Yep. And exactly. and then since then, even in those wins against Fordham and Buffalo, you, you'd had nothing really. And then and then conference play, not just not much at all in right. terms of a pass rush. So that right. has been a problem the whole year. All right. And as far as that run defense we've, we've, we referred to, remember Michigan State Northwestern, 
they averaged a combined 1.93 yards per carry against Nebraska. But over the past two weeks, Michigan and Minnesota rushed for a combined 386 yards. 4.5 per carry. Leaky. It was leaky against Michigan. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Haskins and, and Corum were, were having some, some good runs there. Right. Yeah, Haskins, Haskins had a 50-yarder. Where he, he uh, hurled the guy. Yeah. And then Bryce Williams of Minnesota had that 56-yard touchdown run. Those are both fourth-quarter runs. So the last two games, Nebraska, again, has has allowed a combined 386 yards on 85 attempts, which is 4.5 yards a carry. Now, they play a Purdue team that cannot run the ball. King Daru is their guy. And he's Jake. I mean, he's an average running back. That's what he is. I hope he's not listening. I hope his mom and dad aren't listening. King Daru is just okay. They're not. They're the worst running team in the Big Ten. I'm not saying anything out of line here. They're 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 by far the worst running team in the Big Ten. I mean, if you look at the stats, it's not even close. They they are easily the worst running team in the Big Ten. Now, Nebraska should be able to corral that running game and get to the quarterback like Wisconsin did. But Wisconsin, Jake, I reiterate, did it by – they didn't rush. They didn't blitz. They were bringing three and four guys and getting to – and got six sacks. And got six sacks. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was the same thing. For, yeah. Wisconsin got six sacks well, against think Purdue. About, think about Michigan State against Nebraska, too. They, they didn't blitz at all. They had 28 pressures yeah. in that game. See, Wisconsin has that huge advantage of they're so good up front that they don't have to bring extra guys and still get to the quarterback. Nebraska doesn't have that advantage. No. They don't have that. So it's a different kind of matchup. And I and I and like I said in the first segment, I disagree with Matt Millen that Purdue's passing game is mostly about one guy, David Bell. No, Payne Durham is a good tight end. And I think Milton Wright – and and Jackson Anthrop, and then they have a guy named Thompson. Those guys are okay. They're they're all right. This is a handful. This game's a handful. That seven point spread's too high. It's got to come down. I, I don't get it. I, Nebraska's I frankly, a seven point favorite. Yeah, I I'm still stunned to see that number. Well, no, I am. I'm me surprised, stunned. Yeah, I'm I'm stunned. It's that high. It's an interesting conversation because remember, remember. Just three weeks ago, Purdue lost on its home field to Minnesota and looked terrible. And then two weeks ago, they bludgeoned they blood, Iowa. They bludgeoned Iowa. Number two ranked Iowa at that time. But they did not run the ball against Iowa. They had 86 yards rushing. They haven't run the ball against anybody, I don't think. Well, they, I mean, they, they won by 17 points. I know. It was a great win at Iowa. They, they lost by 17 points to Wisconsin. Okay, then the other stat that caught your eye and caught my eye is Nebraska. How about Nebraska plus one in turnover margin? Yeah, I, I didn't know what I would have guessed for that either. If I, if, you, if I did not know the stat before then, I had to guess if Nebraska was plus or minus. I think I would have guessed minus barely. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're plus one. But they're three and five on the season still. Okay, so why are we talking about that like it's a big deal? Because they haven't Because it's plus so forever. rare. Yeah, Nebraska. Okay. Since joining the Big Ten, so that was what was their first year? Two eleven, two twelve, two eleven, two eleven, two eleven. Since joining the Big Ten, Nebraska has been even once in turnover margin. That was two thousand nineteen, and positive once two thousand sixteen since joining the Big Ten. So yeah, it's headline it's news. A big deal. It's a yeah, big deal. it's headline news that Nebraska's plus one, plus right one now. with four games to go. Yeah. Now that's. 
you've got teams that can turn you over in Ohio State, Wisconsin, and, and Iowa yes. in November. Yeah. So, yeah. If, I'd say this, if you finish positive in the turnover margin, I think you had a, a better November than maybe you think you were going to have. Yeah. I right? Yeah. Um, I don't know what to think of this stretch. I Well, they got to win three games out of four. It's really got, It's really going to be difficult. It's really going to be difficult starting with this game. Yeah, if you don't win this game, you're not going to a bowl. I mean, simple. You're not going to beat Ohio State probably. I mean, it'd be it would take, no. like you said, a raging sleet storm. Which again, they just had a rainstorm and had no problems with that. I don't like to be this guy that does that, but Ohio State has found it. Okay, they oh, they, they found it. They're rolling. If, they're they're playoff. If team. you if you had watched them play against. Uh, Tulsa earlier, and then uh, the course they lost to Oregon, and see them now. You're gonna say that that's the same team. That yeah. that's the same guys. They have found it. They have found it. That Indiana yeah. game was was stri- yeah. Hey, the, the win against Indiana, scoring 30 points in a driving rainstorm in one quarter, and seeing Travion Henderson, um, and but but I guess more importantly, how good they are up front on both sides. Oof. Yeah, Oof, boy, they're good. Uh, let's get a call from Dave. Dave, you're on early break. Go ahead. Morning, Stephen Jake. Hey, what did Jake say back in the summer? If you lose to Illinois, making a bowl game is probably going to be impossible. But, hey, I looked this up. There's 75 teams that have eight wins, seven wins, six wins, okay. five wins, and four wins. Okay. There's another 18 teams that are three and four, and they've got five games left. That's 93 teams. Okay. If I remember right, there's only 80 teams for bowls, right? Okay. And I thought I'd just uh, add that for you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Thanks for, call, for looking that up, Dave. Yeah, Nebraska's back. Nebraska's Nebraska. Their backs are against it on that bowl discussion. They're they know that it's. I don't know what to say. I watched those games on Saturday, and I'm like, it's gonna be. This is gonna be a very rugged road. Wisconsin, now, Jake, it's not only what they're doing defensively. They found a little bit in their running game. Malus, they found a one-two punch at running back, Braylon Allen and, and Ches Malusi. Yeah, and, and both and those guys went over 100 against Purdue, by the way. Well over 100. I still am not sold on them at all. Yeah, I, I am not pretty, sold on the Wisconsin run game or the offense. Malusi and Braylon Allen both went over 100 against a good Purdue they defense. They scored 20 points against Army, who allowed 70 points to Wake Forest the very next week. On Saturday. They did. I, that's all I'm going to say is that. Army, get this. Army scored 56 and lost by 14. <laughs> More next on Early Break in the Ticket. <laughs> <laughs>